You're listening to Kyle Warren. You know, you just got to love it when President Biden says, there's no there there. It's like, come on, everybody. Why are you even asking me questions about these documents? We just we filed them in the wrong place. okay? and so it's just just there's no there there. Yep, that's exactly the tactic he's trying to use, folks. But this scandal is expanding exponentially. There doesn't look like there's going to be a viable path for this administration to really put this scandal behind it. That's going to have many implications, especially for 2024. We'll talk about it right here, right now. Stay with us, folks. All right. Welcome everyone around the globe and across the net. It is... The Friday slash weekend edition. That's right, folks. It's the day of the week when we keep you entertained and informed a little bit more than we do throughout the rest of the week. But that's even humanly possible. And as always, we do our level best to send you off into your weekend with a smile. Thank you very much. The singing host making his contractually mandated and obligatory appearance here on the program. Folks, welcome to the show. It is the Friday slash weekend edition. It is Friday, January 20th, 2023. And boy, do we have an awful lot to tell you about here today on the Kyle Warren Show. And I'm very glad that you're with us. And by the way, welcome to everybody uh, who's finding this program for my appearances on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program. Six nights a week, of course, Captain Matt Bruce, the host of the Captain's America, uh, going out to literally hundreds of stations across. America, especially on the Salem Media Group, also along the GCN Network. Six nights a week, I'm there with the captain, and we talk about all of the developing news, all of the political stories, everything happen, happening in America in the overnights, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., and I'm there from 2 a.m. to 4 a.m., and uh, you can definitely check that out. Go to KyleWarrenShow.com. We've got links to listen live to the captain's flagship station of AM860, The Answer, right there in Tampa, Florida. Also, there's links to listen to the GCN Network feed as well, where you can listen to the show throughout the day, and then every four hours it loops, and then when it's live, when we come on live at 2 a.m. Eastern Time, a Monday through Saturday, you can check us out live then. You can also call in to Opine. We appreciate that, and uh, you can find out more at KyleWarrenShow.com. Also, go to the Captain's America Third Watch That's the Captain's America Third Watch.com for more information. All right. We have a lot to talk about today here on the program, folks. We're going to talk about Joe Biden. We're also going to talk about the economy. There's a lot happening right now, folks, in the economy with these layoffs that we're seeing. We're seeing uh, big uh, big players like Bank of America issue some pretty dire predictions here 
about where things are going. All of this is going to come together, folks, in what we're seeing politically, especially when it comes to the Democrats, their tenuous hold, let's say, on the Senate at this point. They do control the Senate. Uh, they, uh, uh, The GOP won the House of Representatives, not by as much as many had predicted, but it was a win. Now, whether or not in 2024 we're going to see a Republican Senate, a Republican president, and a Republican House, that does remain to be seen. But the economy, of course, is going to have a huge impact on that. And whether or not even Joe Biden himself would be able to be the nominee for president for the Democrats. And as Captain Matt Bruce and I were talking about at the top of his program uh, earlier this morning, that's looking less and less likely, uh, especially when you take into account the idea that many of the Democrat Party elite are now done with Joe Biden. They don't want anything more to do with Joe Biden. They're going to jettison Joe Biden in some way, shape or form, perhaps through this um, through this uh, document scandal. Um, or he may step down for health reasons, uh, uh, you know, spend more time with his family, that kind of thing. Uh, but something something is going on in that respect insofar as that I don't think that they see him as an acceptable um, as an acceptable uh, a candidate for 2024. Now, before we get to the uh, to the economic stuff, and before we get uh, to more stuff that we're going to talk about on the program today, let's listen in to Joe Biden, okay? This was from uh, just late this week, uh, when Joe Biden was uh, having a, um, a photo opportunity, a statement opportunity, right there, even with Gavin Newsom uh, was there. Uh, but let's listen in, because the president is asked about the document scandal. You'll hear him make a brief statement and then take a question and then the fireworks start right from there so let's let's listen in here's president joe biden okay oh what this we got a little bit of cross stuff going on there right there let's let's back that up real quick that's uh that's the live radio business here we go and president joe biden you know the only i i will answer the question but here's the deal you know what quite frankly bugs me is that we have a serious problem here we're talking about. We're talking about what's going on and the American people don't quite understand why you don't ask me questions about that. But having said that, what's your question? Hang on. Okay. Look, as we found, uh, we found a handful of documents were failed uh, were filed in the wrong place. We immediately turned them over to the archives of the Justice Department. We're fully cooperating, looking forward to getting this resolved quickly. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. Thank you. All right, there you have it. So now, evidently, the documents were filed in the wrong place or misfiled. It was a misfiling of documents. <laughs> that that uh, where did you file them well did you file them in filing cabinet a or b did you file them on the fifth floor or the second floor did you file them in the sub basement of the white house no where did you file them we filed them in his delaware wilmington delaware home in the garage next to the corvette that's that's where we misfiled these documents You've got to be kidding me, folks. I mean, honestly, and this is something I I believe he was reading this. Uh, so they had to actually write this down. Um, and, of course, the idea there's no there there. 
well, I, I just don't understand how even Joe Biden or even the people around him can possibly think that that is going to work. Okay, nobody, nobody's buying that because you don't. They didn't misfile the documents. There's, you know, it's much bigger than that. This isn't a well. They were should have been in that filing cabinet. They were in the other filing cabinet. You know, the one that's supposed to have the lock and key on it or something like that. Just doesn't add up. Okay, quick break. Stay right You're there. Listening to Kyle Warren. If you're a veteran looking to file for your service-connected benefits through the Department of Veterans Affairs, don't go it alone. AMVET's highly trained service officers stand ready to walk you through the process at VA regional offices around the country, helping you to navigate the complex VA system free of charge. With new presumptions for Agent Orange exposure and other conditions, AMVETS can offer you the advice you need to finally receive all of your earned benefits. In 2009 alone, AMVETS helped process more than 65,000 claims and appeals, securing more than $410 million in benefits. To find your nearest AMVETS service officer or to learn more, visit at amvets.org. Hey, I'm going out to buy those shelves for the closet. Oh, will you pick up 800 lumen bulbs? Honey, I love you, but 800 more flowers? You'll give the neighbors a real reason to think we're wacky. <laughs> Not flower bulbs, light bulbs. Come on, Dad. Lumens tell you how bright a bulb is. Our 60-watt bulbs give off about 800 lumens. We can replace them with new 800 lumen bulbs. Bulbs just as bright that use much less energy. So, we'll save money. Yes, and we can use that money to increase my allowance. Right. (laughs) Wise guy. Worth a try. So, you got that? Got it. No tulips, no watts, 800 lumens, and more savings. He got it. Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov. That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy. After a long, hard day in the rough-and-tumble world of politics, open a tall, cool Kyle Warren show. Ah, that crisp, refreshing taste. That smooth style. That effervescing attitude. And without all that other stuff that can, well, bog you down. Helping to put back what the daily media assault takes away, listen to The Kyle Warren Show weekdays right here on this station and visit the website at kylewarrenshow.com. The Edwards Notebook. Class is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren. Uh, yes, sir, it is. And thank you very much, Mr. Ron Edwards, for that great liner and introduction. We sure appreciate it. We're going to hear a brand new Edwards Notebook here a little bit later in the program. And once again, folks, thank you for tuning in. We have so much more to tell you about on the program today. And you can find me, by the way, go to kylewarrenshow.com. That's kylewarrenshow.com. There you can find me on Facebook, find me on social media, send me a direct message, get in touch with us, let us know where you're listening from. We'll give you a shout out here on the program because we keep going up and up and up just like the music is doing right there. And for one reason and one reason only, 
family, and that is you, the listeners. Thank you to everybody who have been uh, checking in with me. Thank you to everybody who's been sharing the program on social media, telling your friends about us, and of course, also finding me as well on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program. We get a lot of great response, a lot of good comments there, and it really, really does mean the world to me. So keep them coming. I really, really appreciate it. Okay, well, folks, as I mentioned, of course, you you hear me as well on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program with host Captain Matt Bruce six nights a week. Uh, great, uh, very proud to be part of that program because... It is the fastest-growing overnight radio program in the United States of America, and uh, we're really happy about it. The the program continues to expand. New stations coming on all the time, and we're hearing from a lot of great people from all over the United States. And the captain wanted me to tell everybody listening to this program about the great people at MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell, of course. Uh, You're probably familiar uh, with some of these MyPillow products, and you can get great deals by going to MyPillow.com, that's MyPillow.com, and use the promo code CAPTAIN, one word, promo code CAPTAIN, when you go shopping online, or you can call them on the phone if you don't want to put in your credit card on the internet, that's totally understandable these days, and um, if you don't want to go online, you can call the good people at MyPillow.com at 1-800-641-5459, that's 1-800-641-5459. Tell them what you want, and then tell them the promo code is CAPTAIN. And by the way, folks, um, I just got for Christmas, by the way, Mrs. Professor got me the MyPillow slippers. And I got to tell you, and these are the original MyPillow slippers. They're amazing. They're really, really comfy. I threw my old slippers away. (laughs) I didn't need any more slippers after that. These slippers are perfect, and especially for a lot of the cold nights we've been having here in California as these storms came through. So it really, really was perfect timing. So I've got the MyPillow slippers. Uh, We sleep on the Giza sheets every night. And then also uh, we have the MyPillow towel set. And all my family members sleep on a my pillow so we can vouch for these products we can tell you how great they are and we can tell you from our experience so mypillow.com it's mypillow.com promo code captain you'll be helping out the captain's program and you'll be helping out this program as well so we sure do appreciate it all right well when last we left president joe biden he was uh, in california talking about these storms but uh, of course uh, gavin newsom right behind him there when he told the press that we had he had somehow these documents have been misfiled and that there's no there there and okay here's the deal he said you know it's every time you hear joe biden say here's the deal you know something's going on uh that uh, <laughs> you, you don't want to know the deal or or he doesn't understand the deal that's usually i think what that says but that being said um this document scandal is big uh, there's just no doubt about it. Uh, all kidding aside and joking aside, it it is it is incredibly huge. I think that coupling that with the fact that Joe Biden's um, popularity rate is is going down, I think it's at an all time low now. Um, given that the American people, even Democrats that voted for Joe Biden, I don't think really believe in their heart of hearts that Joe Biden really has the right stuff uh, to be president. Um, 
And this is just a huge, huge blow. Now, given everything else, all of of how he has um, uh, presented himself, because there are certain things, there are certain physical ailments that he's suffering from that, uh, you know, we're not making fun of. uh, But what we're saying is that these have a huge impact on his ability to do the job. Uh, But even those ailments that have been presenting themselves for quite some time, um, you know, that in and of itself uh, can call into question his abilities. Uh, But this particular thing is a um, is an outright outrageous, uh, you know, uh, on its face, huge problem that they just can't get around, you know, and especially when he had gone out of his way to vilify former President Trump. Um, and, of course, you hear people on TV, you know, the talking heads on TV trying to tell all the differences and similarities between Trump and Biden. Well, one of the big differences, of course, is that the archives seem to know where these documents were when it came to Trump. Or, or and what they were basically, um, and that they were in the possession of the former president at Mar-a-Lago, um, in a special room with the with the lock on it. And this, you know, in other words, uh, secured. And so, what they were primarily doing, from my understanding, was negotiating the return of these documents. Now, Trump could claim executive privilege; he could do all kinds of stuff, and that's part of that process. Now, whether or not he should have had them all there, that's also a really good question. Um, but this thing with Joe Biden is that these documents showed up next to the Corvette. I mean, we've heard this over and over now in the last several days, next to the Corvette. It's right there next to the Corvette. And that in and of itself is a huge breach. Then here's another thing that's starting to transpire. Several days ago, and the captain actually talked about this as well. We were talking about this, I think, yesterday or the day before, um, you know, this idea of uh, visitor logs. Well, the visitor logs... The White House counsel said they don't exist. But, of course, the Secret Service turns out, you know, they have this presence of mind to write down things that write down the names of people that they they see come through to see the president of the United States. I mean, it's a I don't know if this is some kind of antiquated concept or something, but they do write it down. If somehow they record it. I'm being trying to be funny here because it seems so ridiculously stupid that there are no visitor logs to the president of the United States um, spending about a third of his presidency at this particular place in Delaware um, as a sitting president of the United States and there are no visitor logs. Um, that's that's fantastical, right? So um, I believe it was yesterday's program, and the captain says that okay, yeah, well, the Secret Service now has has their their you know recordations, their their logs basically, and I said, well, that's really something because the White House counsel said there are no logs, and so it's just um, it's really something, and I think what's happening here is the White House is saying to itself, there's two versions of bad, you know, what's the less bad thing? Less bad thing number or, or bad thing number one is we release visitor logs and people pour over them and they try to figure out who came there and the, what their things might have been. And especially if there are any, uh, you know, lack of a better term, shady characters uh, that could have come in. Um, but then if they if they just say, no, they don't exist at all, they're just not there. If that's the case then you have, uh, you know, the, the idea that now we don't know who came there. Now it's completely open-ended. National security, uh, same kinds of implications are there. So I think the White House tried to think, what's the less bad thing? What's less bad 
for us to to go with at this moment. I suppose they could always say, hey, look, we found him. And of course, whatever documents they turn over then have already been, um, shall we say, tailor-made, right, to, to be released. Uh, but at that rate... Um, they're, they're just buying time. This whole thing feels like, in so many ways, they're, they're trying to trying to buy time. Maybe it'll blow over. Maybe, maybe not. It, it just I, they're, they're 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 playing this one step at a time. I think. But the Secret Service logs will show something, and I think that's going to be explosive. I think it's really going to be really, really important. Um, so at any rate, you've got these documents there. Why were they at his house since the Obama administration? Uh, by the way, we haven't heard Barack Obama issue any statement, to my knowledge, that somehow, you know, don't worry, we have full faith in Joe, and Joe never would do something like this. There's got to be some huge misunderstanding. <laughs> It's not like that at all, because I think what's going on here is ultimately, I think the high level Democrats have decided they don't really want Joe Biden to be the nominee. So this may be a way of destroying his uh, political capital enough to where he says, well, I've had enough and I'm, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home and I'm, I'm not going to run again. And although um, some will say, too, that maybe as we're looking here towards the beginning of February, uh, for the State of the Union address, and maybe the president will make some announcement then. Now, some have asked, why hasn't he just declared he's not going to run up to this point? Well, because that immediately makes him a lame duck, and it, all these other implications start up. But, uh, yeah, something, something's going on here. This thing is expanding, and I think we're going to continue to have these revelations, and it's going to be awesome. Okay, folks, stay right there. Quick break. When we return, we're going to talk about the economy. You don't want to miss it. You're Stay right there. To Kyle Warren. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. A short time out, then back with more. So stay right there. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. Stay tuned for the Edwards Notebook right here on the Kyle Warren Show. The United States government continues to overspend U.S. dollars, thus causing a rapid decline in the worth of America's fiat greenbacks. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Because of America's wasteful economic policies, Saudi Arabia is ready to consider other currencies besides the dollar for trade. Saudi Arabia's currency has been pegged to the U.S. dollar since 1986. The link was forged after the OPEC oil embargo against the U.S. in the early 1970s. The Saudis invested their oil profits with the U.S. Treasury, and they priced their oil in U.S. dollars on the international market. That created a mighty petrodollar that greatly benefited both the U.S. and Saudi Arabian economies. Decoupling from the United States dollar would be a huge change for both nations and for the global oil market. But the Biden regime is embarking on a mission to destabilize the United States dollar, our military, and even the Middle East. As a result, Saudi Arabian Finance Minister Mohammed Al-Jadan stated his government will consider alternatives to the U.S. dollar for international trade. I strongly believe if Trump or someone like him were in office, this would not be a serious consideration. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Saudis see the United States as a sinking ship they want to protect their interest from. I'm Ron Edwards. Bye now. You're listening to Kyle Ryan. 
All right, welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through and rocketing through this Friday slash weekend edition of the program. Glad that you're with us. Glad you're spending some time with us. And uh, we have a lot more uh, to continue talking about here on the program today. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about the economy. And we're also going to talk about some of these layoffs that are going on. This is really... This is big because we're, you know, I think a lot of a lot of things are focused right now on the document scandal. Obviously, we're looking as well um, at the ongoing war in Ukraine. We're watching the rise of China. We're watching the provocative stance that they have. I think, especially when it comes to the notion of of uh, perhaps uh, them trying to quote reunify Taiwan at some point. And, and I'm saying all this to paint the picture of what's happening in the world. And I'm not trying to be negative. But I think we need to be, we need to have our eyes open, and I think we need to be practical about what's going on around us. Well, we also keep hearing about the recession. And right before the beginning of the year, I recall that there's, um, I think it was uh, someone from the White House saying that there could be a possible slight chance of a possibly slight recession in 2023. Well, a lot of people think we had already started into a recession already, which um, I think most people would would agree. But of course, people also continue to spend uh, as we headed towards the in, into the holiday season last year, we knew that people were starting to take a look at their or I should say dip into their savings, use their credit cards perhaps in order to maintain levels of spending. But what I'm hearing from people now is that that people are essentially taking a whole different view now. They're starting to pull back. Uh, retail sales and so forth, I think we're starting to see uh, some, some dips in. But right now, and here's a very interesting article uh, that I saw earlier today. This from Markets Insider. The stock market is about to be flipped upside down. As inflation rebounds ahead of an upcoming recession, Bank of America says. So we're not talking about some fly-by-night institution here. We're talking about Bank of America. And when you see a headline like that, it really does pique your interest. So according to the article, a rebound inflation and an upcoming recession are going to flip the stock market upside down, according to Bank of America. In a Friday note... The bank acknowledged that over the past three months, inflation has fallen to an annualized rate of about 0%. But that's going to change due to a persistently tight labor market, which is seeing no relief as immigration trends in America remain subdued relative to previous years, according to the note. B of A said another factor that will push up inflation is a renewed spike in commodity prices as the reopening of China's economy will spark a wave of demand for oil. That combined with supply issues stemming from the ongoing conflict between Russia and Ukraine will put renewed pressure on oil prices, which dropped nearly 40% from their 2022 peak. The expected spike in inflation, it says, will come at a time when central banks around the world are backing off from their tight monetary policy of raising interest rates. Some, and get this folks, could even be on the verge of cutting interest rates based on market expectations. Now, as remember 
the uh, the Federal Reserve has been raising interest rates consistently with the notion of creating what they call pain, pain for the American consumer pain for the American economy. So much pain that somehow it would tamp everything down and thus try to get inflation under control. And I don't think we need to retread everything about how we even got here. But one of the primary ways that we got here was the fact that that we the energy prices began to spike because the Biden administration came along and said, energy, oil, Keystone XL pipeline drilling. What are you talking about? We don't need to do that anymore, which, of course, ended up with with us going hat in hand to the Saudis asking for more oil. But the resultant spike in energy prices uh, and delivery costs, trucking costs, which translated into food prices and all these things was just a massive blow to an economy that was chugging along despite COVID, and I think we were starting to come out of COVID, uh, I think we would have had a much better recovery if we simply had not decided to sabotage everything about our energy (laughs) independence. I mean, there's so many implications, folks, for uh, for energy independence, for national security, in and of itself national security. And then here's another bright idea. The other bright idea was let's start to drain the strategic petroleum reserve. Let's let's put some drops in the bucket proverbially, if I can say that. Uh, if let's put some drops in the bucket and see if that helps. And of course, it doesn't help. But what it does is it gives you the the uh, the ability to say, look what we're doing. I'm doing something. I'm putting something into into the mix here because the president is is concerned about high energy prices. That's that's the it's, it's just for show. That's all it is. It's just for show. So, back to this article. Central banks quietly accepting higher structural inflation, wittingly or unwittingly, B of A's Michael Hartnett said. Meanwhile, a recession is coming according to the note, and is likely a biggie. <clears throat> That's a direct quote. Evidently, quote, likely a biggie. So I, I, don't, I mean, I guess that's technical jargon uh, for highly educated economists, but uh, I think it does communicate exactly what we're, what we're worried about, what we're looking for here, what we're unfortunately anticipating. All of this is going to go in, folks, to... Um, property values. It's going to go in, of course, to uh, spending. It's going to go into jobs as well, or the lack thereof, perhaps. So this is why right now, and this is what I've been telling young people as well, especially if you get a job and you do a great job and you're indispensable, you know, you're going to, I think, be in a much better position to weather the the kind of, of downturn that, that we're looking for here, uh, most unfortunately. You know, this isn't going to help anybody, by the way. It's actually going to make things worse. It only makes us weaker. It makes us weaker on the world stage. Um, it's like it or lump it. Joe Biden is president. But what we don't want to have happen is we don't want the leaders in Beijing 
to continue to size up the American president and say, hey, we get to do whatever we want, not just in relation to Taiwan, which is the big issue, I think, where it comes to China, but also in exerting their influence in other parts of the world, other parts of the economy. We also don't want the Russian government and Vladimir Putin to continue to believe that they can also get away with just about anything. Um, And of course, the war in Ukraine is a whole different story. I think there's going to be some pretty significant developments in that. In fact, in fact, I think it was it was the Russian um, was it, it's not the Russian defense minister. I'm trying to think of which Russian official said this um, the other day. But uh, one of the Russian officials talking about the idea that uh, I think it was Medvedev, right? Medvedev talking about the idea that nuclear war could be a real possibility if Russia is defeated in Ukraine. Yeah, that's no joke. They, they, they are they are not joking about stuff like that. They, they absolutely are not. Because once they start to really lose, um, then Vladimir Putin, as I've said since, since the very beginning, he's looking to be Vlad the Great. I think that's what he wants to be. If he's Vlad the Great because he conquered Ukraine, fine to, in his eyes. But if he's if he goes down a blaze of glory and starts World War Three, he's still Vlad the Great. You know, it's it's you got to understand. I think sometimes the mentality that this this kind of um, of uh, just sort of um, this the, his mindset is. I just think it's it's could be very very dangerous indeed. So we have these things going on, and we don't want the American president to be sized up as being weak. So even having this kind of terrible economic uh, straits is not good for our national security and also I think for world stability. And I think that's really important. I understand uh, all the different issues about Joe Biden or the Democrats and so forth. But when it comes to uh, to the ability for for us to uh, conduct uh, conduct a viable foreign policy, you still have to have a strong America. There's no doubt about that. Um, but here's here's another thing, right? The wave of layoffs. This from Business Insider. A wave wave of lay of layoffs. Uh, hit dozens of U.S. companies toward the end of 2022 shows no signs of slowing down in 2023. Google is the latest tech giant, they say, to slash thousands of workers. In a memo sent to staffers on Friday, the company announced it will lay off an estimated 12,000 employees, or get this, folks, 6% of its global workforce. Okay, this is incredibly important. Uh, They're cutting across Alphabet, which is the parent company for Google, their product areas, functions, levels, and regions. Over the past few years, we've seen periods of dramatic growth. Uh, To match and fuel that growth, we've hired a different economic reality than the one we face today. That's really big. And this is one of the biggest companies. And the list goes on. We're going to tell you about it on the other side of this break. So... Stay right there. You're listening to Kyle Warren. This is Chicago-style hot dog here. I'm not feeling too good. Turns out, along with all the other bad things my cholesterol does, they say it's a risk factor for strokes. Strokes? Sheesh. Good news from National Stroke Association. Exercising, eating right, and asking your doctor about medicines that can help lower your cholesterol, like statins, may reduce the risk of a first stroke. And if you've already had a stroke, it's even more important you lower your cholesterol. Lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. 
Hey, John, I just heard you got a new computer. Congratulations. Thanks. It's the coolest thing. What will you do with your old computer? I don't know. I guess I'll just throw it away. Well, my company just bought new computers, and we decided to donate the old PCs to a place that gives them to local schools. You could do something like that. Seriously, who would want a three-year-old computer? Hey, it might be great for someone else. Computers can be refurbished and reused instead of ending up in the trash. By passing it on, you can help the community and the environment. If you're replacing your company's IT equipment or you're finished using your personal computer, pass it on to a local organization that accepts computers. To learn more, log on to epa.gov slash pass it on. This message was brought to you by EPA, Dell, Intel, HP, NEC, Philips, and this radio station on behalf of EPA's plug-into e-cycling partnership. EPA does not endorse any commercial services or products of these groups. For information on all partners, log on to epa.gov slash plug-in. In sports, five games were featured in hockey action last week. Every year, millions of people rely on portable generators when they lose access to electricity. But some of them don't understand that a portable generator's carbon monoxide emissions can kill if their generators are used indoors. So we're here to clear the air. Always take your generator outside, away from windows and doors. When you take it outside, you distance yourself from the dangers of carbon monoxide. For more safety tips, visit TakeYourGeneratorOutside.com. Have you saved a life today? We organize a blood drive at our school. My blood type is O. They really need that. Have you saved a life today? I have cancer, but I make sure all my friends know how important it is to give blood. My blood helps heart patients or accident victims. Have you saved a life today? No, but today, someone's blood saved my son. The American Red Cross. Call 1-800-GIVE-LIFE. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. I'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program. Go to KyleWarrenShow.com, click on Send Kyle a Message, or send it to my Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Kyle Warren Show. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through and rocketing through the Friday slash weekend edition. Hope that you have some great weekend plans this weekend. And uh, I got to tell you, I think the rain, well, we had some rain come through here in the uh, Southern California region uh, yesterday evening on Thursday night. And uh, it was, in some cases, it got to be a little intense. Uh, but I'll tell you this, I'm glad that it's kind of uh, gone, uh, gone out again, uh, only because uh, Southern California literally needs to start drying out. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, the captain, I came on the other night to the Captain's America, and the captain said, uh, are you standing on dry land? <laughs> and I said, well, we just got the last of the animals off the ark, you know. I think I think we're okay for for right now. He said, "What animals?" I said, "Well, I think we had a couple couple more giraffes that, that came off the ark." Uh, but um, it has been uh, no. Uh, all kidding aside, it has been really devastating, especially up in northern California. Um, and uh, but anywhere that you have burn scars, anywhere that you have. Um, 
uh, these hillsides that uh, that uh, that uh, didn't uh, you know have any extra vegetation on them because of the fires uh, of recent times and so forth, and some and in some cases just overwhelming rain. Uh, that would cause things to collapse or, or uh, uh, you know, go across the road or this kind of thing or undermine uh, structures uh, or cause evacuations. Um, and so this is really and by the way, uh, I saw a number yesterday uh, about the amount of water that was dumped onto California over about the last three weeks. And that number is 32 trillion gallons of water, 32 trillion gallons of water. Uh, that have come through these atmospheric rivers, because really, quite frankly, it seems like the 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 way that so much water gets moved around planet Earth is through these at- atmospheric rivers. It's really unbelievable, coming up from I believe Indonesia, what they call the Pineapple Express, but slamming slamming into California and parts of the Pacific Northwest as well, over and over again, pretty much constantly raining for about three weeks uh, was a real recipe for disaster. Um, so hopefully we get a little bit of a respite now for a while the sun can come out uh, things can kind of dry out a little bit and uh, that will actually be good part of this though and i'll just say this incidentally part of this of course has to do as well with the drought um and it i think it has made some impact you know as we're looking at uh, the, some of these reservoirs uh getting refilled um, there is some some good impact on that. Uh, I think at the least temporarily taking, I think, the majority of California out of what they call severe drought. Um, but it's a lot of it's a lot of snow and it's a lot of water. And of course, the snow is the most important part because you get that snowpack. And as it melts over time, that's that's really what you need. But what I'm hoping comes out of all this is a renewed sense of urgency to uh, to retain or keep this water that falls out of the sky for California and not simply allow it to run off into the ocean. Uh, we've had just literally a deluge of water, and if we were able to have uh, to retain a lot of it or a good portion of it uh, for later use, that would really go so far uh, to helping the drought. And not just in the sense that you go wash your car whenever you want, uh, but also for the farmers, uh, for example, in the Central Valley, where water is a main issue, uh, uh, without a doubt. Uh, so we definitely want to make sure that we can do that. But there's some different... Uh, uh, things that hold that back, um, and uh, hopefully, you know, if Gavin Newsom really wanted to, really wanted to run for president, look like he is a huge hero, he would be working on this right now. He would be actually doing something like that. But of course. Uh, don't hold your breath on that. He's not going to do stuff like that. <laughs> but at any rate, uh, getting back to this thing about Google, yeah, twelve thousand employees uh, being uh, being let go, uh, approximately. Vox is doing seven percent of its staff. That's Vox Media. Capital One, eleven hundred tech workers from Capital One are also uh, being um, uh, being let go, we understand. Uh, then we have WeWork. They're, they're getting rid of about 300 employees. Wayfair, 1,000 employees. Here's another big kahuna, though. Microsoft, folks. Microsoft, 10,000 workers they announced on January 18th. Again, this from Business Insider that it planned to reduce its workforce by 10,000 jobs by the end of the third quarter of this year. 
Um, this uh, they're saying that uh, they're attributing this to layoff. They're attributing the layoffs rather to customers cutting back in anticipation of a recession. It's really interesting. I, I think the 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 spending public out there they 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 sense things it's not so much that there's a news report and says get ready everybody there's a huge recession and then all of a sudden they all stop spending i think that they do kind of anticipate it they feel it the store clerks uh store owners uh feel it uh you know they'll they'll start to tell you well it just hasn't been quite as busy lately um and uh, so it, it's almost like a little collective thing that happens not mysterious in any way but but it's just that the market starts uh, starts to react uh, so this is what's happening out there global goldman sachs getting rid of an estimated 6.5 percent of its global workforce Looks like about 3,200 staffers. And people will say, well, here's the thing. These companies are a lot of people. They're working at home. And it is just a, now it's a different story. And so they're just, they're just adjusting. Well, I'm sure that to some degree they are adjusting. But why are they adjusting? I think they're adjusting, especially, for example, in the case of Microsoft, because they understand that people are going to are cutting back. They're not going to be spending as much. They're not going to be buying as much. There's not going to be as much revenue coming. And so that's that's not a that's not a good thing, okay. And so it's definitely here. Look at this: Directv, ten percent of its management staff is being cut. Uh, you know, so you look and how about this? This is another huge one, right? Amazon, eighteen thousand employees. In a memo to employees, CEO Andy Jassy told said the company would cut more than eighteen thousand workers in total, far more than was initially expected based on reporting by the New York Times. Jassy cited, quote, the uncertain economy and rapid hiring reasons for the layoffs. Okay, so, I mean, it's it's significant because it then it creates, um, I don't want to say self-fulfilling prophecy, but it, what it, it creates a ball rolling. It creates a state of affairs, a state of mind about the state of affairs. It creates this notion of of, uh, you know, okay, this is the new normal. The new normal is things aren't getting better, they're getting worse. So I'm going to take my money and I'm going to put it on my mattress, you know, just metaphorically, of course. Uh, you know, I'm going to do that. I'm going. To, I'm not going to buy that big ticket item. That's also another big deal. I'm not going to buy that other big ticket item. I'm, going to, I'm not going to buy the new, uh, the new car. I'm not going to replace my car. I'm going to fix my car, uh, and so it just it just keeps going on and on like that, and um, and until uh, unless and until you get, I think a lot of the and by the way, go to, if you go to the grocery store, I'm not again I'm not trying to be super negative. I, I think I think we need to just see what what's happening, in order to get an idea of of what we can expect and maybe uh, how we can begin to fix things. But if you've gone to the grocery store later and buy it, uh, if you've gone to the grocery store lately. And buy a bag of groceries, okay? Buy a bag of groceries. Is it fifty bucks? Is it sixty bucks? Right? If you buy a couple of bags of groceries, is it a hundred and twenty dollars to try to get stuff at the store? I mean, and you didn't really even buy all that much. Well, you know, well, I won't go out to eat. I'll save money. I'll go to the supermarket. But then you go to the supermarket, and then you find out that okay, it's pretty expensive to go to the supermarket. In other words, my friends, uh, you see these effects all around you, 
And unfortunately, it seems like a lot of these things are not just some cycle that's running through. It's like inflation mysteriously appeared and now maybe it'll just mysteriously go away. That's not the way that it works. We can go back to the Biden administration coming in into the White House and saying, OK, we're going to stop being energy independent, and all these things. And it starts the ball rolling that we that it starts. Everything else gets more expensive because, as we all know, everything that you get when you go to the supermarket, how did it get there? It got there on a truck. Right. So a trucker brought that thing to the supermarket so you could drive over there and get it. And if you buy it online and it gets delivered to your home, so it's been brought in by a truck. And then the last mile, right, is brought to you by another delivery van. Another driver brings that to you. That's the way that it goes. And so when you come in and you mess that up from the get-go, uh, all hell breaks loose. Folks, thanks for listening to the program. We're going to see you on the radio tonight on the Captain's America Third Watch and right back here next time. Until then, everybody out there around the globe. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Take care out there.